Each day he works in the week and remembers to do so, Curtis Mutter gets in his car and records a podcast on his break. It might be 11 a.m. on a Tuesday or 8 p.m. on Sunday night, but one thing's certain, it's Lunch Break with Curtis Mutter. What's up, Lunch Breakers? If this is your first episode, that Lunch Breakers thing, it, it was a joke. Uh, no one calls themselves that, and also, this is a weird episode. I'm in New York seeing Billy Joel and other things, too, thanks to that radio station contest I won. Each little upcoming blurb was written during downtime throughout the week and recorded all in my hotel room some other day. So there's no it's Monday and that kind of thing this time because I wasn't keeping track of that and didn't record when I wrote. It's a weird episode, that's all I'm saying. Let us embrace the weird. Hug that dirty weirdness like you do a swamp creature who just needs love. Also, ew, you hug swamp creatures? That's disgusting. That's how you get diseases. I've never fully wrapped my brain around the saying, bury the lead, but I think I'm either about to do it or not do it. I just saw Billy Joel in concert at Madison Square Garden, his 99th show at the venue. I won the tickets from a radio station contest, including airfare and hotel accommodations. Accommodations, by the way, is not a word anyone says unless they're talking about their hotel or asking someone else about theirs. How are the accommodations? Were you adequately accommodated? An accommodation is a temporary lodging, so technically a tent is an accommodation. But no one asks how the accommodations were when you go camping, maybe because they know the answer is terrible. The accommodations, well, there was no mattress, despite my bad back. Bugs were everywhere, despite my allergies. They told me it was my fault if I got mauled by a bear. Really, not very accommodating at all. Sometimes I turn into Jerry Seinfeld when I spend too much time in New York City. Anyways, I've wanted to see Billy Joel forever. He was at the very top of my bucket list, and now I've done it. And what a concert to do it. New York, his home turf. Show 99 at the Garden. His daughter came out and did some tunes. It was the 60th anniversary of the Beatles' Ed Sullivan appearance, so he did a cover of All My Loving to mark, to mark that milestone. Bleh. And he crushed it. His voice is still great, even if he openly worried to the audience about hitting some of the high notes, which he did, by the way, to thunderous applause. He played many of the hits, including You May Be Right, during the encore. That's the tune that got me into him. During many songs, the audience knew every single word and sang right along with them. It gives me the best kind of chills when that happens. It's like uh, I'm part of this awesome club, all celebrating something we love loudly and without shame. Not that there's anything to be ashamed of about loving Billy Joel as much as I do, quite the opposite. I'm just a shame monster and carry around 10 pounds of shame at all times. It's nice to have those moments, like carelessly singing your favorite songs with 10,000 other people and the legend who wrote them. They just cut through any bad feelings and make you happy to be alive. He also did a few deeper cuts and a couple covers, some for the fans, some for him. It seemed like he was keeping it fun and fresh to the extent that one can when people do expect certain songs, and those were some of my favorite moments. Age seems to have affected Billy's mobility just a little bit, but his impersonation of Mick Jagger while he sang Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones was spot on. Anyways, that's what's going on in my life at the moment. Going to see Seth Meyers in a few days, then the Empire State Building on Valentine's. Saw Book of Mormon on Broadway yesterday, and broke as fuck even though the trip was free. 
But life is good. Listen to the things I just rattled off. I am super lucky right now and super thankful right now. And I'm sorry if this whole thing comes off as braggadocious because that is 100% not, not my intention. May Billy Joel bless us all with such fortune. Amen. Today we're going to talk about witchcraft because I don't know what the NBC store makes their shirts out of, but they last forever. I got a Late Night with Jimmy Fallon shirt at the 30 Rock NBC store in 2009 and you'd think that I got it yesterday. Except that it's advertising Jimmy Fallon as the host of a show he hasn't been a host of for like 10 years now, maybe more, I think. Anyways, I'm, I'm of the age now that 10 years sometimes feels like yesterday, and yesterday either feels like 10 years ago, or I just don't remember it at all. But that's not the kind of witchcraft we're talking about today. We're talking about the little Rumpelstiltskins that spin gold into the fabric of the NBC shirts. By the way, Rumpelstiltskin is not a new racial slur. Uh, I'm only 90% sure the shirts are made in Chinese sweatshops anyways. But, anyways, anyways, the point that I'm getting to in the same way car companies are getting to electric vehicle production is that I was not gentle or particularly kind to that Jimmy Fallon shirt over the years, and yet it's still pristine. I went to see the current host of Late Night, Seth Meyers, the other day, and it, it's not a Late Night brand loyalty thing, by the way, it's just uh, perhaps a reflection of my tastes maturing. Uh, that I wanted to see Myers over Fallon this time, or perhaps I'm just a follower and Jimmy's not underground cool like he was in 2009. But Seth Myers is, and so there I was. By the way, fellow cool people, uh, where are we at on uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Just asking for a friend, you know, one who wants to go to LA sometime. This friend of mine might get a Kimmel shirt, depending on the fabric, uh, but I'm for sure getting a Seth Meyers shirt, because after that show, uh, I checked them out, and they still seem to be the same material. You know, I always heard that some things never change, but never really believed it until now. Something else that never changes is that I'm broke, so I didn't have money for the shirt that day when I saw him, but uh, I should by tomorrow, so I'm going back and grabbing that magical Asian Rumpelstiltskin sewn t-shirt and adding it to my late night shirt collection. If there's just a couple more host turnovers in my lifetime, then I'll grab a couple more and never have to buy another shirt ever again because the t-shirts, unlike the host's tenure on the show, seem to last forever. News of the week. Variety reports that Christopher Nolan would love to make a horror film and is looking for a really exceptional idea. The headline ends there, but I'm assuming he goes on to say that the beginning is at the end of the movie and the end is in the middle, but only makes sense after the context of the middle, which is intercut with the beginning at the end. AP News reports that a man discovered a loophole that allowed him to stay at a New York City hotel room free of charge for five years. In completely unrelated news, I think I'm going to stay here a while. Apparently, the man then went on to claim to own the hotel building he was staying at. Said the hotel manager, Now, now, Trump, that's the kind of claim that got you in trouble with New York real estate law in the first place. By the way, this segment was designed to showcase some weekend update late night TV style joke writing. And since I'm in New York, let me just say, if you're uh, higher up in the entertainment industry, please hire me, Lorne Michaels.
And that was News of the Week. And that was the episode. If you liked what you heard, check out curtismutter.com for more stuff like this. You can also follow me on Instagram at curtismutter, C-U-R-T-I-S-M-U-T-T-E-R. Thanks for listening. I hope I made something worthy of your time.